0: The Say Something Podcast is brought to you by A Moment with Morris.com and BlackBlueprints.com. That's BlackBlueprints with a Z.com. I'm Jermaine Morris here with the one and only Mr. Barry Axis. Peace and blessings, family. Bringing you the Say Something Podcast. Say Something, Say Something, Say Something. Where we get together and talk about everything going on out here in the life and the world out here in these straits.
1: In these cold, cold, cold streets. <laughs>
0: Coming at you every week. We're bringing you episode number forty-seven. Let's go. Let me hear it. I had to think about this one. I had to fall back and and, and get it. Bringing you that Melvin Blunt.
1: Melvin Blunt, okay.
0: If you don't know about Melvin Blunt, he was the uh, Pittsburgh Steel Steel Curtain cornerback. Okay. Uh, Four-time Super Bowl champ, five-time Pro Bowler. Uh, Back in like '75, he had the record for uh, most interceptions. Mm. Uh, he was Dion before it was Dion yeah. as a shutdown corner, but he was a cornerback back before they had all the pass interference type mm-hmm. type rules. So he would cover you like Dion, but he hit you like Ronnie
1: Lott. That's what it is. <laughs> is it, is it, is it uh, Lynch forty seven two, the uh, general manager for uh, uh, John Lynch? Managers, John Lynch, I believe so. Yeah. But I would go with
0: I go with Old Mel Blunt. And we're gonna keep it black. Yeah, so that's that's yeah, that's exactly. yeah, <laughs> you. Yeah. Oh, Melvin Blunt. Yeah, he used to lay the wood to folks out there. Hall of Famer. Shout out wherever you at out here. Yeah. Melvin Blunt. Melvin Blunt. Probably smoking a blunt. Probably but might be backwood. I don't know if he's any any relation to Legarrette. Ah. Big dude, hit hard. Ooh, Might be worth looking into. It could be. Might be worth looking
1: into. For five bucks? <laughs> anything anything at this matter right now is good.
0: Yeah, a lot going on out here in the traffic.
1: Man, it's a traffic jam full of bullshit. Man, everybody out
0: here doing it for the gram, doing it for the book, doing it for the snap, doing it for the culture.
1: A lot of silly Negro shit and a lot of white privilege and a whole lot of pedophilia. And sexual assault shit going
0: on. Yeah, we talked last week, we was addressing all the industry accusations where all these execs, these actors, recording producers, whatever, all getting caught up. Everybody, Charlie Sheen accusations, Russell Simmons, the Weinstein brothers, uh, everybody, pretty much it's just everybody. It's airing out. Everybody at this point. Industry exposed. Charlie Rose got busted. Yeah, it's a cold game, man. Ryan Seacrest accusations. They only got old slick Willie from Arkansas. They only got old, old William Jefferson Clinton. Mm-hmm. He got a new accusation out. A lot of folks is out here wilding out, out mm-hmm.
1: here in these streets. But I think it's like this, unless there's some um, real charges and these individuals get scrutinized like a Bill Cosby or a Michael Jackson, when all that shit came out, um, I don't really give a shit. I need to see some charges. I need some... Some indictments, some some, some court, some lawyers. I want to see (laughs) careers destroyed. Like, literally, because that's what ended up happening um, with Bill Cosby. I want to see sitcoms, movies, and records being taken out of stores or being um, taken out of the uh, iTunes, uh, you know what I'm saying, catalog. Because at the end of the day, when Bill Cosby and, you know, the shit hit the fan with him... You had them going through stripping. Now, of course, they reinstated some of the things. They started like, to um,
0: slowly bring it yeah, back. Yeah, Bill
1: Cosby's uh, The Cosby Show. But in the reality of it all, the thing that he got was almost as if Hollywood didn't have these secrets. And you and I both know from just understanding... How things go, right? Being in the industry for the time that we were, yeah. and of course it wasn't to the level of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was enough to know if it's this way, and we ain't even got to the to the highlight in the big time. I could imagine to the big time in the high life when we get yeah, there. Yeah, because we, I think there needs to be more
0: uh with all these accusations coming out, and, and all these different people who make their way, made money off of you know, just exploiting folks, doing all this wrong. There needs to be more Cosby, less R. Kelly. And what I mean by is they need to come for these folks' careers and come for their neck like they did Cosby, not, oh, R. Kelly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like there's some dudes out there because they ruined Bill. Because Con- he may not ever serve – he's got to go back to court, but he may not ever serve a minute in jail. Yeah, but that's what they wanted to do. But I'm saying he may not ever serve a minute in jail, but Bill Cosby is like O.J. in the first trial. yeah. Even if he doesn't serve a minute in jail, he's going to be labeled as as a rapist yeah. long after he's in the grave. He's not here. He's like, Arquette, like, OJ's a murderer. Yeah. To regardless so he ever went uh, to men. He's not huskable. He's no. not Dr. Huxcombe. Nah. No. And there's a lot of these folks who are getting these accusations
1: who are just taking it on the chin right now. They're waiting for the season to change. Well, you, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of when finally Lance Armstrong came clean.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I, I believe he went on Oprah. Got- Talked about, I, I was doping I'm doping after you know years years decades of allegations and he almost just moved into the darkness and you haven't heard from him yeah he also he, reminds me of Mark McGuire right yeah. when Mark McGuire finally came out yeah I've, I've been you know that that summer of of baseball or whatever the hell they yeah, yeah, call the it the boys of summer the boys of summer with me and Sammy Socia I was on bullshit <laughs> but he was able to get out the spotlight get a job but Barry Bonds is just now being able to be around baseball and, so, and get a job himself. Well,
0: something that's interesting about that is uh, Joe Morgan, okay. Hall of Famer Joe Morgan, just came out and wrote a letter really addressing Major League Baseball about saying any player who's, who's had the, the running with steroids, if, it's, if you tested dirty for steroids, that their name should not even be put up on the ballot for the hall of fame inductees. So they're not talking about, he's not talking about go after the ones that we already let in, but more so he's talking to Alex Rodriguez. He's talking to, uh, what Ortiz, he's talking to anybody who's tested dirty. Don't even put their name up. Mm. Like we ain't even going to address them with in any way. Now I respect the fact that what he was talking about now it's a little late. But to me, I think that if you tested dirty for steroids, that means whatever stats you got, we'll go ahead and leave those. But the Hall of Fame is off limits to you. That's like you can't be valedictorian if you got caught cheating on a test. I'm not gonna rene- I'm not gonna take back your GPA, but this is something that you this is
1: just off limits to you. I can respect that. Um, life is three things. Faking it, taking it, and making it. <laughs> you gotta figure out what which one of those threes you're gonna do. Okay. And some of us do all three. Okay. If you're talented enough, right? So as these baseball players faked it, as we talk about what um, the great Hank Aaron has said, David Ortiz, I don't think ever really got caught. I think there was allegations of him. He, I don't yeah. think he ever got suspended. But that's neither here or, sa- or there because at the end of the day, you being affiliated with it, to me, it's just kind of like, okay, I don't, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. The one thing that's funny about this whole particular like situation with baseball that's so tricky, it's... Yes, they should do the right thing and really stand on the morals that they want to kind of overtly put on folks and say this is baseball, this is our criteria, and this is um, the great American pastime, right? But think about how much money they would lose. Notice how when the home runs went down… That they were starting to lose money, then all of a sudden, this past year, <laughs> the home runs—Aaron Judge, uh, you know, American League Rookie of the Year, hey, bro. Like, what? had, fifty-two home runs, something crazy. Um, you had Stanton had like about oh, close to seventy. So now the home run ball is right back, and now folks are looking at—is mm, this another wave? If baseball really stood up and said Hank Aaron got a point, let's shut this down. Do you know how much money they would lose? Well,
0: I think this does do a lot with Barry. Because I think, and that's who his, this letter was was, I, I, was
1: partially addressed. I can understand if it goes to Barry, but at the same time, let's just move away from who it's directed to. But let's just go into the situation of what he's saying, and if baseball really took heat, let's say if baseball just because right now they are blackballing certain players, right? Because yeah. Roger Clemens should have been already in there, right? But he never got <laughs> caught, yeah. but. It was enough evidence to say you did something. Yeah. And he just wheeled and deal, used his money and his leverage, right, yeah. and contained to be a quote-unquote innocent, right? Where Andy Pettit, well, he came out and he admitted it, but he's still a baseball darling. So in the sense of when you really want to be real and that that um, example that you use with the valedictorian yeah. piece, it's excellent. But I think that every— single person in these leagues are doing something to get an edge right yeah so when we look at baseball from the standpoint if it really sat there and stood on their morales and said you know what we are going to take a stand and we're not going to even allow guys like alex rodriguez to even make money and benefit off of baseball after the fact because he's still benefiting off baseball he is now one of their prime analysts like he's one of their superstar analysts. Yeah,
0: women like to look at him, and he was a Yankee.
1: And at so the same time, it's a win-win Yankee. for it's a win-win for baseball yeah. because people are tuning in, right? Yeah. So when you got those kind of folks that are in your sport, and it's a sport that kind of lacks more star power than it has in the past, con- currently, yeah. Yeah. you have to really say to yourself that it's all about money, and gradually this will never change because. Taking away these players would take away a lot of long term long range money that baseball wants to collect baseball wants to use these jerseys. Cause when we talk about saying cut these Negroes or cut these white boys or cut these Dominican, whatever, whoever, yeah, this is one of the rare cases where it's not us. And exactly. <laughs> it's a little bit of anything. This is one of the cases right? where it's not us. a little bit of is, saw. It was a the good, most common it was a good name <laughs> in
0: baseball is Martinez. Yeah.
1: It's, it's a, it's a good <laughs> diversity pot. Yeah. A yeah. fuckery. Yeah, right. Think words. about how much merch money they would lose. Yeah. Right. Think about how much Hall of Fame kind of, you know, when they put out the Hall of Fame, how much advertisement they would lose for that. Uh, baseball. They couldn't sell any of the memorabilia from these guys because they would no longer even exist.
0: Yeah. OK, so if the case of uh, and, and again, there was the big steroid, quote unquote, era, but it, 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 it just shifted. What was steroids in the Jose Canseco, uh, Mark McGuire era, shifted over to the Balco scandal. You just give it a different name, yeah. but it's always been a steroid Just like
1: with marijuana is now cannabis.
0: Yeah, so if, if if everybody was doing it for the culture, that's, that was the culture of the Major League Baseball all the time. That's how you compete. And keep it real, because a lot of people forget about this. you had got a lot of steroid-induced batters who were. Swinging from balls thrown by steroid-induced pitchers. Yeah. Because everybody likes to think that oh it's just the home run guys. No, a lot of these dudes figured they had to, to compete with these steroid. I just said it. Well, no, but I'm saying Roger Clemens and Andy Yeah, Patrick. but a lot of yeah. people when they equate steroid-using baseball players, they always think of the home run batters yeah, yeah. as opposed to the no. steroid pitchers. So it's a culture. So it's not like it's just this you know one side a day. It's in order for some guys to compete, it's like he's throwing a hundred one mile per hour. Fastball, because he juicing. So for me to get these, I might not even try to be a home run you know, champion. I'm just trying to keep my job. Yeah. Because if I'm competing at my natural level against a dude who's got an enhanced benefit, I'm going to be out of here. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of dudes who were taking steroids who weren't names you've ever heard of or like on that not associated with steroids and they weren't even that good. Yeah. But they needed steroids just to compete and be not that good. Yeah. Cuz if they were on the, they were using it themselves, they weren't using it would have been out the league. But if that's part of the culture and part of the culture has you on some on some bullshit. Uh that seems to be a theme that carries over into all aspects of life you would think in 2017 because Doing it for the culture is nothing positive right now. Mm. You got right now. I, I want to make sure that I quoted it because I I didn't want to paraphrase this because if this is not the epitome of the culture right now of 2017, and pardon the language. <laughs> oh, we can curse on. This I show. know, but just just by preface that because because he is damn sure setting the tone. So I did not try. I I did try to fuck her. She was married. I moved on her like a bitch, but I couldn't get there. I just start kissing them. I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Grab them by the pussy. You can do anything. Drum roll, please. The 45th president of these here United States. A.K.A. The Pussy Grandma. Damn sure, if everybody ain't doing it for the culture, if if, if this is the this is from the the current <laughs> sitting president of the United States, this is what was released prior to his election. Like th- this, came out before he he won the election, and if that's if, if they always say that leadership starts at the top, you've got all the senators. The the, the Senate seats running the the governors. You've got all these politicians across the board. They even were talking about Biden running in twenty twenty. Uh, you know, Obama's old um, till the video surfaced yesterday of him pressing up on his little girl. Mm. There's a a photo op where he's like pulling the girl close in case you haven't seen it. You can catch it on Instagram, YouTube, whatever, or he's pulling this young lady close to him to take the picture. And as she kind of leans forward to do something, he gets all up close, sniffing her hair in the Mm. back of her neck, looking like a straight creeper. Mm. Like, I mean, that is obviously the culture of American politics and how we move it. So, When the culture is some bullshit, like doing the wrong thing is the thing.
1: Being a creeper in the room is the move. Fake it, take it, or make it. You have three options. (laughs) So the funny thing about this story, I remember when I was a a young lad, probably was 97. I used to, um, with my my daughter's mom's, Stepfather, he used to always have me work with him. It was somewhere far off in in, in Santa Rosa, deep off into the woods. Right, It was just this this um, uh, encampment that these politicians would used to come to, like senators, yeah, go- governor, all type of folks, right? And I remember waking up one day, right, me this little, just seeing all these white dudes and just kind of just having their moment. And I remember waking up one morning, and I, I just, just, I just saw. Like, all type of bottles and wine and woop dee And remember watching, when I actually in the nighttime, when I was watching this caravan just kind of leave out the crib, right? And then asking the step pops, like, yo, I was hearing all kind of, you know, partying and I heard some girls. And last time I remember, there was no girls that came, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. like, they bring what yeah. they need to bring yeah. to get the party started. So when I said like what, they they bring in the, the professionals, right? So when I saw and heard and witnessed that in '97, right, and of course later down the line you hear about the Oval Office incident with, with you know, Monica, and yeah. Bill Clinton. The go ahead, whole and hold the
0: cigar real quick. Yeah,
1: you realize, and then you even go back to to check out Kennedy and his whole Marilyn Monroe situation, and then even looking at. Um, Incidents of, of our own great black leader, uh, Martin Luther King, right? Yeah. And, and, I, and I say that because, you know, in a sense, uh, he was moving in political circles, right? Yeah. Moving the um, civil rights movement. Men are men. It doesn't matter what position you hold. It's just a position of power that gives you more access and makes you feel that you're above the law, that no one will pay attention why? Because we idol worship and we want to put people on a pedestal to make them or make us believe that they're perfect and they can do no wrong because they the these positions that require certain things that a lot of us feel that we cannot obtain. And I think that when we elected Cause I'm gonna say we, cause America, yeah. right? You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna. All that. He's not my president. Nah, it's, it's bullshit. He's your president. I mean, I understand what y'all feeling, but yeah, still, yeah. but he's the, the last one. Was this one is? Yeah, the pussy grapple.
0: Yeah. He's your president, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, forty-four like, okay. was
1: Barry was yours. All right, Donnie's yours. Ever. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But one, this ain't nothing new, right? right? This is just now that we have more access to be able to. Get these motherfuckers cold turkey. Side chicks don't play their role no more. No. And everybody's no trying protocol. to find a paycheck. As I will state this again, fake it, take it, or make it. Three rules in life, and you got to figure out what you're going to play. And a lot of what's going on is folks is utilizing what their voice is and utilizing the fact that they don't have to go to some big newsreel or some, um, some, some type of station uh, news broadcast yeah. to kind of put out their story they can put out their story by themselves and get win.
0: okay so if it, we, if we shifting from where it's a power position we talk about the culture of wherever it is that you at for how folks are moving because something interesting came up uh, on, on the music side of the game with rapper 21 Savage Okay. So uh, well, twenty going all over the place. No, no, Savage. No, because and it was an interesting point we're talking about uh, forty
1: five and twenty one Savage.
0: Yeah, the culture of, w- of what you're growing up in. Okay. Because he had he got into an online discussion when he was referring to the old heads when it came to hip hop about what the current the younger culture is now. And his thing was your culture was a culture of drug dealers. Hip hop now is a culture of drug users. <laughs> So when you grow up in a culture, because if you're in one culture where people have power and influence that you can kind of come and go as you please, but if you're now in another culture of, oh, are we the same generation of? We grew up. There was Ice Tea. There was Too Short. Man. Who was talking about pimping and hollering? Everybody's talking about pimping. You can put on some Rapid Forte. Mm. You talk. People's talking about pimping. Sugar Wolf pimp. Uh, <laughs> sugar free. Yeah. So now. The, it would only make sense 40. that in a generation of pimping, you would have a generation of hoes. <laughs> that you have a bunch of young girls who are out there hoeing mm-hmm. because the young because the sons of you know what I mean. If you mm-hmm. you teach pimping, you got hoeing. Yeah. If you had a generation where you're teaching all you're promoting is drug selling, mm-hmm. drug dealing, yeah. eventually it will- you're gonna have a generation of drug users. So, makes sense. So, when we talk about, you know,
1: these cultures. I'd rather, I rather be on the side of the drug dealer than Yeah, but the I drug mean, but, but so, <laughs> we look because at these. regardless of what he says, being a dope fiend is never going to be okay with well, it. Well, I don't think
0: his was necessarily uh, promoting it. Yeah, no, it was more so explaining it of, you know, why is this drug addict culture so big yeah. amongst young people in music? He said, well, all our daddies did was talk about selling dope. Man. So you gotta sell to somebody
1: and then this goes into you paying attention to what you see as an example yeah compared to what you are told not to do yeah. right and i think that has always fallen into a trap of the black community children I do mean, what they see not man, what they hear yeah. you you, you talking talking that shit to me but i'm watching you yeah don't do drugs but you're doing it Don't smoke weed, but you're smoking it, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Don't come home late at night, but you're coming home at 3 or 4 in the morning and you're smelling like that shit. So I think that when you set that bar to that angle, I mean, 21 Savage, I got to give him his credit for even articulating something that really when you look at it, it makes sense. It really makes sense. And I think sometimes we try to equate so much – of a complex view about why this is happening. That's the exact reason why. And something that I was
0: looking at, and I didn't think about it until I was kind of looking at this story, is I've known a drug dealer too in my day. But most drug dealers don't hang out with a lot of drug dealers. What you find is, is that you'll find a lot of drug dealers are more surrounded by drug addicts. Mm -hmm. So if you are, say you're a drug dealer. You're like, I I told you don't do that mess because I don't do that mess. That mess is for them. Yeah, but who they see you around are drug addicts. (laughs) They don't see you around drug dealers. Because like I said, most drug dealers don't run a click of 20 dealers. There's just some, that just is not physically responsible. and There's going to be some issues that could probably come up. Mm -hmm. But if like everybody I see you is somebody who's coming up to your window, somebody you meeting here, somebody you doing that, like that's the environment that you've created. That's the culture that you've put these people around. You know, you'll find in a neighborhood there's more fiends than dealers. Man
1: ain't enough money to go around and then the reason why drug dealers don't hang out with a group of drug dealers is that you're my competition yeah you, you're, gonna, you're gonna rob me or try to kill me
0: <laughs> so see what I'm saying so if, so for of a generation that was like did nothing but talk about selling dope for a strong 15 years like it was a hard campaign for like no, a straight it's, 15 it's, it's, years we had, some, we had some real songs so now you got all these, these rappers who are now 50 or in that 44 to 50 range mm-hmm. who's Kids are now 20, 20, 21, 22, 23, 21, savage. Of a whole culture of uh, of now being a junkie is not even a negative thing because it's a culture. Mm. Everybody's talking about getting hot. Perkins says. Molly Percocet. Everybody's sitting lean. All this other stuff. You've created a culture At to X. where being fucked up is the norm. Annex. How do we start shifting out of because it's not a behavior, it's a culture because mm-hmm. I, I use the word for for its intent that we talk about certain things that are going on in a community. And we talk about things that we don't like that we see like it's an isolated incident. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you tell those politicians and all these sexual misconduct scandals because that's a culture. Yeah. That's how everybody rolls. Yeah. So it's not like I'm going after this one dude for this one thing oh, that absolutely. one time. So when we have issues within our community, issues with drugs, issues with with uh, pedophilia in the community, you know, sex trafficking in the community, Gun all violence. that stuff. There are cultures that have been created that that we have to dismantle. So when it comes to, to, to changing some of those behaviors, what are some of the things that maybe we could start? How do
1: you shift out? How do you change a culture? You got to create another culture and i think that's one of the hardest pieces that um relatively as a black man um where your masculinity' is being attacked uh your 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 um your pride is being attacked your your culture is yeah. being attacked on all levels and there's such an a, a, there's such a a point to where it's confusion when you're getting older but that good melanin don't Make you look older, yeah. but age-wise you're getting older. And, but you can still run with the young guns, right? Yeah. In the same, in, in every aspect of the way. But I think that because we haven't had enough G's transfer into certain things, I would look at it like um, Jay Z is a good, uh, a good example of being able to. All right, he was the street dude. Came corporate. Down. Yeah. And then all of a sudden came to become his own entity, right? That's that's a good example. Even though still, you no, know, he can. He's not still perfect, but, but you yeah. waver from here to there. But you can see his stances, and even in a sense of how he's making money off of other things, not particularly music. Like, yeah, that music is just okay. I'll do that just to keep some fans you know, clapping Yeah, the bulk up. of
0: Jay-Z's money does not come yeah, from Yeah, and
1: then in, in, in reality, do a tour, get some money off that. But yeah. reality is I got my hands in, and really I'm doing some innovative stuff, like really focusing on some powerful documentaries yeah. um, and deals. Jay-Z got of, his
0: hands deep in a lot of things. Yeah, if, just, you, if you haven't heard about him yet, you will over the next
1: two to three Rock years. Rock Nation, like he's got, he's got Sports, sports Agency. So it's about really a lot of black empowerment. That transition to me is dope. The other transitions that I have hard – I'm hard of dealing with is, like, certain transitions with other artists that, yeah, they may be making those power moves, but they look exactly similar to what they looked like when I was coming up at 16, 19 years old, right? Okay. And their lyrics are the exact same way, right? Todd Shaw
0: has never switched it up. If you listen to a two Short album in 1986 – versus the album he dropped in 2016. Uh, the beats like the 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 the, the 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 beats have changed a little bit with the times yeah. just cuz you yeah, know, the, the times be- have just well, I mean just for, But for it's the still beat- similar. You know what I'm saying? The beats per minute that sort of stuff, but if you took remove the music yeah. and you did an instrumental from from a two short album, from any of his last 5 albums, from his
1: first one or two, you getting the same Tasha. Like what like blow the whistle okay it's more up-tempo but you got curse words you know what i'm saying it, it's it's all yeah. the same element right yeah
0: you born to mac if you just all you have to do is change the beat one, one to, of my favorite albums ever could could be would be, <laughs> would be
1: contemporary too short yeah
0: like you know yeah. it, it, it there's there's not life is too
1: short would, would still play the same and to be honest with you really listening to songs i mean albums like short dogs in a house shouts out to too short anyway yeah. um I would think and argue that he was more conscious and had more um, relative material that yeah. spoke money more money in the real, ghetto. Yeah, realism instead of just all of the shake your ass and make that uh-huh. money. He kind of actually balanced it out. And, and that's I think, why I loved hip-hop from the era that we came from compared to the era right now.
0: I think a lot of people don't remember that first out. They used to have a – he had a dirty side and yeah. a clean side. Mm-hmm. So if you if you go back, it was cassettes. But if you're younger, you don't even know what sides don't are. No. But, but <laughs> A and B,
1: motherfucker.
0: <laughs> you know, the one side of the cassette was the dirty songs. That was all cuss whatever, and then the the, the B side was all clean. You could, play, yeah, it you
1: could, you could play
0: it with grandma. You play with grandma in the room. Yeah. She may not like some of the content, but there was no vulgar words or anything used involved. But I so, so when we have to create a brand new culture to get out of some of these situations that we're in. Uh, you know, we've got issues to where, you know, say we got drugs and violence as a problem. We've got people who are abusing power as a form of their culture. We have people who are getting unfair advantages because they're, they're working within a system that allows it. Mm -hmm. Uh, if we're trying to create a new culture, where would you say that starts?
1: It has to start with self, man it has to always start with self. I think you start with self, then you work in home and then you start trying to navigate that to the community. It has to start with self first
0: so so right now you know we've got because i I think' cause that's important to be solution oriented yeah and so it's because it's one thing anybody can go down and give a grocery list of what they feel is wrong with the world today you know like that that's not difficult if you if your eyes work or your ears work you can see the problems in but front of you in
1: that grocery bag can you cook something out of that
0: yeah is there, is there is there something that can be used and and i'm and i like you know you know no reference to kevin hart's standard but i like the what now philosophy yeah. so okay i get that there's abuse here there's this here, but what now mm-hmm. what do we do now so when we're trying to change a culture that didn't cre- that didn't happen overnight. You know, the community situation, drug community, abuse, yeah. all that none of this stuff just this is not a two thousand seventeen problem. No. A lot of this stuff been in the makers for a minute. What do we say to the folks out there who are like, My kid is thirteen? You know, if this is a culture that they've come up in for thirteen, do I cut my losses and just double down on the six year old? <laughs> some folks You know do. what I'm saying? Or or is this something like what can I do my my thirteen year old out of crazy? I've got five years left to being responsible for. It's not like they're seventeen and I can just ride him out until yeah. his next birthday. I got five years left to deal with him. You know, I you think, work a
1: lot with kids, you know, so that's I, I, why I throw that to you. And, and because I look at everything that goes on and I use my own self as an example. Like okay. I used to be that guy. Like I remember there was times I got high, I was drunker than a motherfucker, right? There's times I used to be in the clubs fighting. There used to be times I used to be in the clubs spending and used to be the time I used to be chasing women from state to state. Maybe still do that a little bit, but what I'm saying is I just just joking folks. That's it. But um, there has been a time where I used to call myself Smooth B 24-Hour Hustler. Now I'm back to Barry bariaxia. So I know that change can be implemented, but it's one I took a look and the mirror Shouts out to my brother, Coco Greer. We used to say, look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, what kind of Negro do you want to be? And I had to ask myself, what do I see myself being in five, 10 years? Like, this is not going to be a retirement plan. Like, if yeah. I am who I am right now, there is no way this is going to end up right. Or I'm going to have to be comfortable with what life gives me if I don't change. And that could happen from a standpoint of something happened to my daughter. Now my daughter is 19-year-old pregnant. My daughter is 21 with two jobs in college. Yeah. So, so I'm, I am i got to help create a better um, standing of living so her percentage of success can be greater because I have to change my tune. And at the same time, be an example for the young people when they're going through the hardships and struggles to not, one, identify to what they're going through and not block it off like, y'all, motherfucker, get your shit, shit straight. Yeah. Because I understand it's a whole different ball game when you're in it than when you're out. But recognizing and being able to um, give examples by showing them a clear definition of what a real model is, not a role model, that a person that has gone through the strife and is a living example of what it looks like to be a transformation of your real self. And I think that. We have less of those examples compared to everyone wants to be perfect in the eye view and everyone is so quick to go run to temptation and not have a moral lens and think like, God dang, you know, all eyes are watching me. One example I use is I am around a lot of young women, right? Yeah. A lot of young women. And me being a very promiscuous male in my younger years, you know, of course, I was a young black kid you know, one girl tell me I'm fine, I'm thinking I'm Superman, right? Got me out. Night. Yeah. Oh woo I'm out there. I was an out there dude. You want to call me a player in the day, that's what I was, right? But now understanding the level of responsibility I have, right, and the fact that I have a young daughter that looks at me and says, Okay, this is my father an example, I would never date a girl that was twenty one. I would never date a girl that was twenty-four. 25, you understand what I'm yeah. saying? There's a moral compass and an idea of thinking like, uh, eh, you know, all eyes are watching me, I'm mentoring these kids, or even pushing up on a 17-year-old who's impressionable, who might yeah. be, hey, Mr. Axios, there is no goddamn way. And when I watch some of my brothers fall for the oka-doka, the banana and the tailpipe, I ask myself, what kind of conversation or what kind of accountability partners do they have around them to keep them In a position to where they understand, even when no one's around, right? When it's you and her, just because there ain't no one watching, but there's someone always watching, you're going to make the right decisions. It's I have, for myself, made it a point to make sure that I level myself out, keep some accountability partners, and constantly check myself to make sure that I don't fall into any of those those weak moments. Because, you know, guys will make that excuse. I had a weak moment. Yeah. No, motherfucker, you're a predator. You're a pedophile. So in a sense of just realizing the responsibility that I have as well as all the things I lose if I get caught doing this shit that's going to last me five
0: minutes. Okay, so is, uh, something I would say what you said is, is it because we have a culture of everybody who wants to be perfect? Or is it because we have a culture of everyone who's fucking up? When because I say perfect, it, bro, you know why what, I wear a to Well, just just to so okay. clarify because because I see a lot of people who people act like they don't have dirt. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, <laughs> I, I mean, I so I get in that respect <laughs> of of the perfect part. But what I mean in the culture of people who are fucking up, I don't think a lot of people. We've removed ourselves from a judgment based like culture. A, a, in the sense of anything that you say somebody's doing wrong, you're shaming them. Mm. Like, don't ho shame me. Don't, yeah, don't, don't, don't yeah, shame yeah, me. Yeah, don't, don't, don't. Out. So you, we're, we've got ourselves, you in, set tune, ourselves up. in a place to where you can't say anything about somebody else's behavior because that is in some way, shape, or form shaming, shaming them. And then, you know, well, you're not perfect. Like that sort of thing. So that's why I say what everybody's fucking up. It's almost like we have a society now to where it's like. Because you did that, you can't tell me nothing about anything. anything you right. So if you create, if we've, we as a society have created that type of environment, uh, is there, do people even think there's anything wrong?
1: You know what I'm saying? I know, I, I, I get what you're saying. But I guess when I say, when I use the, the word perfect in a sense of, I think that sometimes we relish and we idol worship so to the point that with these individuals because let's say i had a talent and and music right i'm singing and hopefully we'll get to that singing piece that we're going to talk to yeah. about as well and i had that voice but that person got there right that the person made it right yeah. and i did it i'm worshiping and idolizing that person because they made it so i'm thinking that damn whatever that person had i don't have but the reality is that an opportunity came and that person was in the right position yeah. and a little bit of luck, right? Maybe I didn't have those things. Maybe I didn't have that opportunity. Some folks will really believe that folks got there because they got more talent than me. No, life is about opportunity and sometimes luck, rolling the dice. And how much grind you ready to put in consistency are you going to put into things that you're doing, Yeah, right? hard
0: work beats talent but talent doesn't work hard. All yeah. the
1: time, right? So when, when we look at some of these folks, Like, for instance, we had a conversation about running for office and me thinking about, okay, you know, well, what would it look if I ran for city council, right? Um, I'm not running, but I'm saying, what would it look like? The first thing in my mind is doubt in a sense of, well, that person may be smarter than me. Well, that person may have more money than me. Well, that person is more fit for the job. Why? Like, why do I think that already? Yeah. Right. I may not have more money, but I probably know a lot more to work in this certain community that I choose to say, yeah, I can run for that. But already, because I'm looking at the job and I'm like, whoa, look at this guy who's propped up with a suit and a tie. He has to probably have a a perfect kind of lifestyle. When in reality, that's just a propped up image. We get so focused and caught up on imagery and what folks will perceive and show us, and because in details like when you talk about police brutality folks don't want to believe in that why because they think police who get hired or go through the training they're they're trained properly they they live by this this code of ethics yeah. that there's no way that these cops with badges would do anything incorrect to society but here's here's a yeah there's a, a,
0: a lot a lot of officers in different departments in different cities exactly so. We got no business working there.
1: For real. But here's a blurb <laughs> yeah. and here's a, a life alert, right? Yeah. Here's a, one of my things I like to call a life alert. That motherfucker bleeds and breathes just like you. Yeah. So the fact that we try to create this this perfection in imperfect people has kind of come to a fault to why now... I think that these idols are falling down because folks are now finding out and figuring out, wait a minute, that motherfucker ain't shit. Like you know, well, We talk about it every day about these athletes. Just because that motherfucker make a lot more money than me, girl, you think that you're going to get better treatment? You probably shouldn't come with me because you're probably getting more for your buck than the guy that's running around got, here. With got, you the ro- dollars.
0: got you in rotation.
1: Because <laughs> I, I think that,
0: so going along with that is is that, yes, there's a perception that if somebody is successful, that being good at a particular skill or having a particular job some way equates to you being a better person. Yes. I know that, that society has that, well, he's rich, so he wouldn't, or no. uh, he's a doctor. Why would he exactly. this? Exactly. He's, you know... Uh, my He's a lawyer. My uncle. He couldn't
1: be an alcoholic. Yeah, I got an <laughs> uncle who
0: he runs this big, huge psychiatric ward in the Eastern Seaboard, like yeah. genius, genius um, therapist. All his clients are like, if the governor needs somebody to talk to they talk to him Mm. like he wrote a lot of papers published and stuff real real smart guy everybody who's at his level drug addicts (laughs) cheating on their wives um
1: it's the culture more money more access gambling addicts uh
0: like, like, like like i ain't talking about his hospital uh <laughs> yeah, the, the, I talk about his hospital his i ain't, I talk about his hospital on that level of of, of achievement mm-hmm. you know you're published you you know you got a string of letters after your name you're well respected yeah. at that level you're making well into six figures possibly seven well, every year
1: it, just even going from what you said you know you got a a, a lot of uh uh what you say letters behind your name yeah a string
0: of letters after your name yeah
1: you know if you hear a person's a doctor, you automatically think that person yeah, the smartest person because in the room.
0: there's a there's this misconception of the fact that well you had to be. Uh, consistent. You had to be diligent. You had to be. You had to have determination. You yeah. had to have willpower, restraint. All these things to get through 12 years of school and internship. Yeah. You had to go through all. Yeah. You, you can't just be all over the place and do something very specific. If I told somebody that, if you said this, this is this is Jim and Jim's a neurosurgeon, part of you is gonna believe that Jim must be very disciplined to be a really good neurosurgeon. Yeah. Meanwhile, Jim is beating his wife, sleeping with his little with his daughter's best friend. Like, you know, just Jim, Jim is all out of pocket because his profession has nothing to do with his personality. You know, his, his occupation has nothing to do with his character. And I think that we give a lot of credit to those people who, because we, we've created a society and a culture that somehow believes that your, your income has something to do with who, who's inside. Exactly. And, and the two don't go together. But what I'm looking at is if, if we are now in a position to where we're saying we're giving these passes because we do as a society. We give these passes. And you got all these stars now who are starting to to, to topple because these allegations are, are coming out. And we addressed that last week. I think this has a lot more to do with positioning than it does necessarily all these people, moral compass, pointing north. I think I'm a firm believer this is a lot of corporate roster changes. And there's a lot of folks on the stand like Nino Brown talking about – uh it wasn't me or it wasn't just me because they want to create a culture change <laughs> yeah they they wanted they want to shift that old regime out so is that the type of mentality we have to take within our families the way we address our relatives the way we address our friends in our communities that we have to be at an all-out culture change mm. that we have to sit there and say i know granddad's been been the patriarch i know big mama's been the matriarch of the family but the way she's been doing it Uncle Clarence still gets to come around when you know he didn't touch cousins and sisters. You know what I'm saying? Uh, So and so needs to. Do we just need to topple the entire way that we deal with family stuff? Topple the whole way that we've been, that we address community stuff? Like, because for in order to be a culture change, if where we're at now, that requires getting rid of a certain percentage of people. Hollywood is doing that with their execs now.
1: Yeah, but you got to remember, first of all, they're not doing that with the execs because they haven't. No one. The pressure's on, yeah. right? But I want to see the effects in two years. Well, I'm referring to
0: going after them and publicly calling them out. Yeah, but and we am saying we don't do that as a culture. With them. R. Kelly can walk the streets just as just as easily as George
1: Zimmerman. Well, right now, yeah, easily, you know what I'm saying? Like, you R. Kelly is on Chris Brown's new album. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Everyone's well, so dancing we, to it. I'm right? saying we
0: it's, don't come for we don't come for the folks like we like. Uh, that's what I mean. Like the execs coming for them. Yeah. Like Watch. pulling them out, to, to calling them out, putting the, the spotlight on them, and addressing yeah, what but they're doing. Exactly, they're called
1: out, and it's being addressed. But again, I'm saying long term situation after the after the trend is over. Because this is right now a trend. Yeah. I think everything falls into a trend. You know, we have a drug uh, using culture trending. We have now sexual and pedophiles trending. We have a, a culture where it's like, oh my god, prostitution is almost seen like a regular job trend. All these things are trending. So what ends up happening two to three years after the fact, right? Because I know and you know that folks don't move certain people in the household because again, when someone's being abused, sometimes the abuse is not necessarily about the physical or the mental. It's a fact that that person is not equipped to leave that person because where are they going to go? Financially, they're stuck with that person, right? Because they don't have whether it's a good enough job or they don't have the capability to be on their own because they have never been on their own. So the reality is, how do we shift? How do we change this culture? Do we move certain pieces out of the room? Are you willing to go through the shit Of almost homelessness because this shit is real critical right now. That's what I'm saying. This shit is heavy because as the the world continues to grow faster and you use that piece of, you know, cats are getting older, like, okay, now when I could have left and had a one bedroom for 800, now in just a simple area like Sacramento, right, where there's not too much going on, but there's a little few things happening, now something is like 1100. That's now out of my uh, affordable range. I can't afford to be alone. You can't, right? Where car notes is going on 400, where now they're going to put scanners on certain police cars to where they can see if you're an insured uh, driver. I mean, these different things. Shoot, you can't even, in Sacramento panhandle without being fined right it's yeah. these different things that are constantly going on and you're going to have the cultivation of marijuana in this community and how much crime will that bring or how much money will that bring and how much money will the black people be involved in that process so there's all these different things that are constantly pulling to you right do you start picking at people that might be the breadwinners now you start talking about, okay, well, you know, Uncle Joe, you know, you know, yeah, you know Uncle what he Joe did pays Sydney. a third of the rent. Exactly. Yeah. We know what he did to Sydney, but Uncle Joe, this is his house that I'm living in. And, um you know, he got grandma in my house. What yeah. do you do?
0: That's my point. I'm saying, so when we're looking at, looking at these, these changes, because at this stage now we have to be real with the fact we have some systemic changes that need to happen. Oh, right, most definitely. Like we, we have some cultural changes that, that need to, the baby mama, baby daddy culture needs to change. You know, uh, in a sense of uh, baby mama, baby daddy is a, uh, an accepted relationship status. Yeah. Who's that? That's my baby mama. What does that even mean?
1: Y'all together, y'all yeah. fiance dating, still live together. No, that's just. Like I'm going to have a baby and we are not going to last. Matter of fact, we will not mm-hmm. even live with each other. You're just going to have my child. You're going to be in your place and I'm going to yeah, be in my like, place. Yeah, like that's a culture.
0: Like that, that baby mama, baby daddy is a culture. <laughs> it is an acceptable. There's not, you know, once upon a time it wasn't because there was shame. Was there shame. was shame associated with not marrying the girl and or not being married
1: to the man. So here's the point. There is not enough shame oh put on to all the things that we're talking about. I am a firm believer in shame. There is I am a not, firm believer in shame. As you say, we're <laughs> shaming folks for yeah. whatever. There's not enough shame. I think behavior should be shamed. Because at the end of the day... <laughs> I truly do. No, seriously. No, I'm serious. I'm right, honest, I think. And, I think, and, I think and, and you're totally right. Because like, my whole thing is... That just for myself as a grown man, I'm not going to the club knowing that my 21-year-old daughter and her girlfriends that I call, some of them are my daughter, are going to be there. Like, yeah. what do I have business being in the same position they're in? The same club? There's no way, even though I don't go clubbing, right? Yeah. That, to me, is shameful, right? It's shameful for me if I was a grown man and I didn't have my own shit, right? <laughs> I didn't have yeah. my own car, didn't have some kind of business or some kind of profession or whatever some, I need. I can't be I have self-sustained. To, I just I can't, can't be... Smoking weed, playing the game on the block and, and, and thinking about what, what, what drink I'm going to get for Friday night.
0: My place to live is contingent on her paying the rent. Or
1: at the same time, yeah. I'm living with a a, a, a a relative or a parent, but it's not for no ends and means. When I mean by that, I don't mind. I think that black folk need to be living with each other more often if there's going to be an end result. Right? It's
0: just open-ended
1: until... We're get a house. Like If me and my brother moved in, that would be strictly on business purposes, yeah. Right. That would be str- and, and and on top of that, we ain't gonna be looking at each other all day because you got your shit and I got my shit, yeah. but we're going to get more shit. That's that's strategic planning. But the shame of of what these people do, it's almost again trending. We're going to talk about it, and I guarantee you, I'm gonna put no guarantees, but I wouldn't be surprised when Harvey Weinstein makes a five year comeback.
0: Oh yeah, I, to me with those execs, they're they're gonna shift some of the the older heads out. The older regime will shift out, and and realistically, that won't change. I mean, like that won't. The change will stick because of their age. Yeah. So they're going after people. You guys remember too. A lot of these accusations, of these people. Some of these dudes are well over seventy. Yeah. So they
1: they about to die. Yeah, the-
0: I'm saying you you're all it is is a justified reason to remove somebody from their position that you don't have to pay them accordingly. Yeah. That's what I mean. A corporate roster change. You're going to remove some folks from their executive spot, and you don't have to golden parachute them because of what they did and the reason why they were removed. So it's a, it's a money thing.
1: Yeah, and I, and I look at that, and it's just – just even using – like just thinking about it in my head real quick, the fact that Charles Manson died, Yeah. folks really giving a, a damn about it, I mean black folks commenting, like, who gives a shit? I care that Earl Hyman died and that Della Reese died. You know what I'm saying? Like, who gives a shit? Let this motherfucker <laughs> die. And why are we creating the energy to even discuss hey. this guy as if he was some iconic figure? This dude's a murderer. They should have threw the switch on Right? Boy. So it's like... So about. the shame of it, right? <laughs> uh-huh. O.J. Simpson, he gets out of freaking prison. And guess what? He has ESPN right there, CNN right there. For the love of God, they at his probation hearing there was news right there. Where's the shame in that? It was that?
0: about as big as the LeBron decision when OJ got corroled.
1: Donald Trump. The the, the dude I right, let's let's go into his his just his week. He went from I helped those young men who were idiots for stealing in China to where I'm Attacking Marshawn Lynch because he sat down to uh, calling out one of the boys' father, Mr. Ball, and giving him more praise and fame. And finally coming out with Roy Moore and not denouncing him, but pretty much supporting him. And this dude, Roy Moore, is being... He does not only have sexual allegations, but he got pedophile allegations. It's well, kind of crazy. Well, you remember, this is the same. Where's pres- the shame? Well, well,
0: he got the cosign from the president who got 12 pending rape cases.
1: <laughs> oh, and, and then, but see, that's another <laughs> thing. Yes, there's no shame. No, right? whatsoever. there's no shame in, to, all right, these mofos are doing A, B, C, and D, right? Yeah. So at the end of the day, and this is the thing about with common folk, you and I, we, we don't have that money to pay out our shame, right? If you were caught, right, with a five-year-old, you're never going to see the light of day. It's like these motherfuckers get caught with a five-year-old. Well, there's there's some kind of explanation to this shit. came over looking for candy. This shit is crazy. There's no shame for the simple fact that we have our President of the United States going after some some guys that play sports and you've just finally because folks are chittering and chattering and say you got to say something about this Roy Moore thing, right? Okay. Well, because I need Alabama, so I'm for sure not going to sit there and and put throw him under the bus you again when the moment for you to sit there and say these are shameful, I will not be affiliated or associated Call him the
0: SOB that he called the pro
1: the anthem protest. You are more <laughs> Right, you are more openly defiant against black men, right? Yeah. And and black women that are standing up against oppression, injustice, and constantly trying to create this narrative of a flag and all these other things where okay, the kids said thank you why do you care what the hell the father says right why because he's a now public figure so i got to go after the ball father because that's just only right you care more about that when there's enslavement going on in libya and you have excuse me the north korea piece and then at the same time we still have the russia uh, uh uh scandal over your head, you finally want to sit there and try to justify behavior from a man when you should be denouncing, when you're denouncing everybody else and yeah, challenging everybody
0: else. The, the North Korea thing is is two folks who are having a pissing contest with each other. The Russian situation, that's the homie that helped him get his job. And the Libyan situation, uh, without going too deep, America created part of that problem. Yes, And so... The reason why, because I've seen a bunch of the social media posts and stuff, and they talk about, well, how come America has not made its case on They've that? They've already gone. Well, what a lot of people don't remember the, the 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 reason why the current situation is there in Libya is because America helped remove the previous leader and regime. Gaddafi. Yeah, so Muammar <laughs> Gaddafi was there, and in 2011, they inst- implemented getting rid of him. And open the door up for the issues that they have now. They didn't care about the betterment of Libya. They just didn't like the policy that Gaddafi was running and what his big picture plan was. And he was the dude. He was worth like two hundred billion dollars. Like he was, you know, and what he was doing for his nation, and what they wanted to do with the unified uh, yeah. currency for Africa. Well, for some folks who may not. No, yeah. no, no, no. I'm just yeah. saying, yeah, like, like. Yeah. So for the for they wanted to have uh, the dinar, a uh, one universal currency for Africa, which is going to be based off of gold. Mm-hmm. All this paper that this fiat currency we just print up in America was going to be worthless. If you didn't have gold, you couldn't play. Mm-hmm. And Africa was going to set the price. For the gold standard and how money was going to move. It was going to make the continent of Africa the, the, the base for a global economy. You won't have to go through Africa to do business. Mm. And what it was the plan was was one unified dollar. More, you know, one unified currency and ultimately a unification of the continent and removing all the colonization that had been happening in that continent mm-hmm. for, for centuries. Mm-hmm. This whole plan it, by one unified currency would have bankrupt it, uh, Europe and the United States damn near instantly because there's no no place has more gold in the United States yeah. than, than Africa. Africa. So he had to go. So they, <laughs> <laughs> so he had to go. So they removed him and opened up the door for the neck regime that came in and then all hell broke loose. That's why America's not involved. It's because America does not care because America is a culture of money. Mm-hmm. It's about the almighty dollar, not the betterment of human beings or human life or human value. Just if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. So now the new regime doesn't care about that stuff. Mm-hmm. Doesn't care about the economy and, and this and that, whatever. So they can treat their people however they want. That's why America don't care about what's going on over there.
1: Everybody in these moments right now are guilty in some kind of play in this, right? Yeah. Um. The unfortunate part of the victims, you get it, but then the frustration from my angle is like hmm, these things happen and you were afraid that you didn't speak up until now because other folks was coming out, but it kind of benefited you that you didn't talk because a lot of these folks that have brought some of them, I'm talking about more some of the higher echelons of actresses or actors that are moving forward, you know, they have become gold because of the status, right? And that's not saying, that's not victim shaming at all, but it just, in particular, like, you have um, Corey Feldman that spoke up, you're out. Blackball him. You know what I'm saying? You had no. him, and you saw where his career went from, from where we thought, like, well, he just kind of fell off. No, it's because he knew a lot of different things, and this is how the circle is going to, you know, um, move
0: yeah, around. Partially right? was the blackballing factor. The other part was is he was abused so much he
1: did want no part of it. Yeah, and, and then, uh. and then even, even when you look at the music industry, I remember Raz B, who's come out.
0: Which is a very interesting point. D. Ray Davis, comedian D. Ray Davis, okay. had posted something about about a week and a half ago, and he said, "I wonder who, if
1: anybody, believes Raz being now." Yeah, and that's and that see, and this is and this is what ends up happening. And what I've always stood on the stance of, I am not at all bigging up or or defending Bill He Never was. Sixty one women. Someone's got some valid story, right? Yeah. Not saying all, but someone got some valid story, but. For the fact that you guys was thinking, like, Bill Cosby came up with this shit by himself, right? Huh. Like, we know the circle Bill Cosby um, was running in, you know, after a while. After a while, when you see culture, dog, it's just, like, living in the hood. The fact that you are not hood is, like, whoa, okay, so I how... I like, thought it was a game changer. Right, you know what I'm saying? Like, like <laughs> how... Like how did that not, well, you know, my mom had me at the house, she had me playing ball over in this area, you know, I had these games that she kind of had me going to, she always brought me, or my dad was around, you know, it, it's really hard to have a child not become a part of their environment, yeah. right, so in this culture, when you see it from a perspective of Bill Cosby, he's seeing all his white friends, hey bro, you ain't used one of these roofies, like what's this, oh man. Like, Thanks. I got influenced <laughs> by the people around in my culture. I never smoked weed in my freaking life until what? One of my friends brought me over to this place over here in, in, in what's freaking uh, Mendocino and popped off this big-ass joint, and I got higher than a kite. And next thing you know, I was going to be on my three-year high life for, for, for that many moons, right? But yeah. at the same particular time, when you look at what's happening right now, it's hard for someone to say, eh denounce the culture, when all you see around you is that, right? You get influenced by what you're around and surrounded by. It's hard for some folks, as we talked about uh, the steroid era earlier, right? Okay, this motherfucker just got a hundred million dollar contract, right? And I know he's juicing, right? Yeah. And my stats hurt I got 30, 25 home runs. He just hit 60 and he got that new contract. He's set. I'm going to go juice too to get 75 because I'm already a better player than him. Yeah. So it's the culture that you're involved in. It creates that, that, that monster of you just kind of really survive, and I think sometimes it becomes the norm. That was a Hollywood norm. That is a music industry norm. You know how many stories we've heard that has been kind of um, brushed under the rug, but now we're seeing it like, hmm, maybe that is true. Yeah. Because they they live in this um, lawless kind of, um, you know, society that people feel that they can do no wrong, and that their talents always Always overlook the real, true individual.
0: I think that a lot of times you find these folks who have a a talent or an ability, and sometimes they just find themselves in deep water. You know, you get yourself in a position that you weren't prepared for. Uh, You get yourself around some stuff, and, and it's new to you. Like, say, the culture change, and you start seeing how people are moving and operating, and you try to get out there, too. And some folks aren't built for it. And so you get these folks who I'm going to act like the guy to the left and the guy to the right, but you ain't built like the guy to the left and the guy to the right. And you get caught up and you get caught out there. Uh, As you start looking at trying to change culture and you're trying to to change the environment that you're in, I believe I agree with you in the sense that first you have to start with yourself, Mm -hmm. that you have to sit there and say, uh, is this road that I'm on going to get me where I want to go? Or will I end up someplace I don't want to be if I stay on it? And if we could start that as an individual and then try to, you know, help the man to the left, help the woman to the right, we could gradually change culture. We have to be responsible in the fact of understanding that we got us here together. So we have to get ourselves out Mm -hmm. and that we can't sit there and say that, well, it was just those people or it was just that, you know, Ice Cube never came to my house, but I figured out a way to get a cassette of his into my bedroom. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Too short, never dropped off a CD at my doorstep, but I figured out a way to get one into my car. You know, like as time goes on, we make a lot of decisions, which put us in places that, you know, maybe we didn't plan on. And as the culture shifts, we have to take responsibility for it. And then, you know, uh, address what's going on, try to do our best to change it. But that all starts with acknowledging these issues and definitely saying something.
1: Titles and idols have destroyed our
0: reality. (laughs) Bottom line. That's deep. I'm just saying I'm
1: Jermaine Morris here with Barry Axios. Where can folks find you online? Barry Axios on Twitter. Barry Axios on Facebook. Instagram at TeamVoy. And, of course, BlackBlueprintsWithAZ.com. Come home and purchase something.
0: I'm Jermaine Morris on Facebook. Every other social media platform is at Jay Morris CEO. We alluded to it during part of the show. A moment for uh, late, great Earl Hyman. He played Granddad on yeah, the Cosby yeah. Show. And Thundercats. A great, great. Yeah, he was Panthro on, yeah, on the Thundercats. Uh, he had a great uh, acting career. He was. Uh, he played in Macbeth. He was in Julius Caesar. He was a very seasoned actor in, in theater. He was in the game for like like about forty seven to like mm. two thousand one. He walked away from acting and kind of lived out his life. He died in ninety one. That's crazy. And then actress Della Reese. She was yeah. a singer actress. It's funny when you see the, the press, because most of the white press labels her actress from Touched by an Angel. Mm-hmm. Most of us remember her uh, from Harlem Nights. Oh, definitely. You know, we're going to be some fighting mother effers in here this evening. Also, uh, rest in peace to the moment of uh, Christina Aguilera killing that Whitney Houston tribute
1: at the AMAs. Negroes. You continuously want to be in these Grammys, these Oscars, <laughs> and all this stuff. And when it's time for them to call you, they never call you. I mean, come on, stop
0: it. I couldn't hear it.
1: Christine Aguilera, she is a dope singer, but wasn't Mary J. Blige, L. Mariah Warner. Carey, Patti LaBelle? I I mean, freaking Beyonce, Aretha Franklin, I don't know. I would have went Jill Scott. I'd have taken Marsha Ambrosius. Come on, man. Were they not
0: available? um, Nobody. These
1: are the problems that we face all the time when we keep on dealing with white privilege. And the funny thing about it, they had (laughs) young Ross over there as the host, right? You know what I'm saying? She was the host. And all I saw was commercials of white R&B singers White country singers and it, white rappers.
0: Well, we're getting to that at, 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 at another show because that's a full show in itself. Man, we better talk about that. That's, next a, week, that's a full show in we itself. About that. I'm Jermaine Morris here with Barry Axis. Yes, sir. <laughs> and until next show, holla. We will holla at you later.